Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, we are still figuring out what this is, but I do know I love talking about all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And today, I have my lovely friend, Erin, who is an adult content creator, on as my guest so we can talk about some OnlyFans, I guess, shenanigans. I guess that's the best way to line this all up. Accurate. I'm so happy to be here. I have been uh, messaging you for a while now and to actually get to talk to you face to face is really lovely. Yes, we've been talking. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because we started talking, gosh, in 2020. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's It's been... I think like six months, don't quote me on that, but we uh, we have a mutual Twitter friend and I saw yes. your videos and I was like, hey, let's take a, take a chance. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I sent you a, a gift when you had your uh, little bundle of joy. I love our nugget couch <laughs> so much. Oh my gosh. I don't I have a lot of sit- friends who have kids, so I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> this is my chance. <laughs> well, according to your uh, your video about it, as long as you have friends that do it, then you're, you're they're set. But yeah, having a kid is definitely, I think, the better reason to have one. I have it situated between the living room couch and the kitchen. So when I'm too mm-hmm. tired to make it all the way to the kitchen, I sit on the little couch to get my wind back yeah oh that's good (laughs) so for everyone listening um I asked Aaron to come on and I kind of like cold messaged you I was like listen would you like to come on and talk about OnlyFans stuff and we can just kind of see where it goes and you were like yeah sure and but what I really wanted to bring you on about as well was you did this really cool and Hermes is freaking out already hi but yes I one of the main things I wanted to bring you on for was this really great like uh, Twitter thread that you did. Was it in 2020 or 2021? Do you know? I started it April 24th of 2020. And I only ran it for a little over a month. But the bulk of it was just in that first 30 days. So from April to May 2020. Because you have been on OnlyFans since pre-pandemic. You were making content before just the pandemic. right before the pandemic. Okay. I've been an adult entertainer for seven years, but I was late to the OnlyFans train. I only started in December 2019. So I like really snuck in and rode that bump. (laughs) OnlyFans only started in 2016, right? It's still a fairly new platform. Yes. I think that with the speed of the internet, sorry, I didn't mean to make it sound like it was ancient. Um, But yeah, I feel like getting into a website even, even three years late is like, oh man, I really missed that. It's like an MLM. Yeah. I missed that entry level. <laughs> you missed the golden years where everyone still had yep. a chance. But you were on it before it kind of became like painted as this pandemic money pit that everyone could jump on yeah. when they lost their jobs. And so what's your take on that with like the, I guess the exodus towards it? That's not even the right word. Exodus, the flocking to the app or yes. website. So I started it right when it became more of a, like more people had heard of it, but it still wasn't a household name to my memory anyway. So I remember all of a sudden it's being like, it's in songs. Beyonce had that, that verse, right? Oh yeah. On her demon time, she might start an OnlyFans. Yeah. Suddenly everybody is talking about like, oh, I'm just going to make an OnlyFans. And a lot of people who had never done any kind of adult content creation, adult entertainment, started to see it as um, easy money. You saw a lot of people making jokes like, I'm going to quit my job and just start an OnlyFans. You know, people that had just lost their their jobs, they're like, oh, well, I guess it's time to start an OnlyFans. 
Mm-hmm. And the idea that just anybody with no, not even just no adult content creation experience, but also no experience in any kind of photography or videography or social media marketing, like no mm-hmm. even related skills, they're just going to make an OnlyFans and then they're going to be in that top 1%. So that was very fascinating to me and also very frustrating because obviously I've put in the better part of a decade in building my audience and um, building a brand. So I was doing my best to educate people that sure you can start on OnlyFans, but Mm. don't have high expectations for your income boost. Yeah. And to be totally transparent, I was definitely that person at the start as well because I didn't blow up my channel until, gosh, February, like right before the pandemic started. But I wasn't, I was still working my day job. And so I was like, okay, if my job job gets shut down, then I can just do an OnlyFans and I'll just make latte art. That's it's so easy. Yeah. And a bathing suit. And like that, that's so easy. Cool. I'll have a shtick, you know? <laughs> and then obviously that never ended up happening, much to the chagrin of the people in my DMs. <laughs> Millions. Yes. <laughs> there really is a parallel though. I do, I I want to cut you some slack. There is such a parallel between the work that I do and being a YouTuber. I think that there's so many people who just think that, oh, all you do is sit and talk to a camera. And oh, it's so easy. She's, you know, she just gets paid to sit and talk. And obviously, you know, all of the behind the scenes work. So I actually have a parallel uh, that I think about a lot. Yeah, no, I absolutely think it's a parallel. I think it's, it's interesting, because I think in a lot of ways, both, I guess, subsets of content, so much of it is like your job is you. And obviously one is a little more, it's a little more me. Yeah. yeah. A little, a little more you, a little more exposed, but yeah, I think it's a, I think that kind of uh, opens the door to like, like why criticism hurts a little bit more when you, when it like is aimed at you, because whether it's just like, Oh, hi, I'm here talking about this thing. Or, you know, it's like, here's me getting naked and doing a intimate act or doing anything like that. Then it's like, it feels a little more, targeted, I guess, is doesn't feel like the right word, but I don't think there's another way to frame it. Like, it feels I, like it's more personal than attack. Well, it's in, it's entirely personal. I mean, you, somebody could be talking about just OnlyFans or even just adult entertainment in general, because a few mm. years ago, it was camming. Everybody was talking mm. about how easy camming was. Anybody that mentions anything about how easy it is, I'm sure this applies to a lot of jobs. People think that teachers mm. are lazy, which is ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. But just any... Oh, gosh. Hi. Every teacher should be paid 100 grand a year for anyone listening. A million <laughs> dollars. So they much. should all be in Rolls Royces. Um, yes. any- <laughs> I definitely take it personally when I see anybody online or in a movie or a podcast or whatever saying that adult entertainment is easy and all we do is take nudes. So that was mm-hmm. the basis of my experiment was all of these people who it really boiled down to them saying all you have to do is take naked photos of yourself and they don't even have to be good because I had previously been saying even if that was true that all Mm -hmm. I had to do is take nudes and let's say I had like a a, they're not even thinking this far but obviously I would have to have a team that did all my social media marketing and editing and and messaging and all of that even if I had all of that and all I was doing was taking naked pictures of myself they would still have to be good pictures I have been 
taking pictures of myself since I was nine years old with a 35 millimeter camera. <laughs> like I have most of my life practicing taking pictures of myself. And I pay a lot of attention to the lighting and the composition, even things like on Twitter, depending on how many photos you post, it will do a crop for the preview. And so I have to think what what aspect ratio do I have to have this picture in? What, how much do I have to crop it so that I make sure that the crop preview shows up so that when people are scrolling a mile a minute, they actually stop. And it's not just like the corner of my elbow or something, you know? A hundred percent. And also I think there's the, it kind of forces you to be critical even more. So like if I take a selfie, I'm critical of the photo, but obviously if you're taking a photo of your body, then it's kind of, you see angles of yourself you're not familiar with. And so I'm assuming that in and of itself is another layer of like, like, it's kind of like, you know, they always say like, oh, Instagram is super edited and all of that. And it's like, well, yeah, you put your best frame out there. But then when you're putting out adult content, then it's the same thing where it's like, yeah, why would I put out a a blurry photo of my tits? I want a good looking photo Uh, of my tits. (laughs) This is a little bit of an aside. But it's so weird to me. This might be different for other content creators. But for me personally, my low res bathroom selfies on like a dirty bathroom mirror where I'm just like holding up my phone and like holding up my shirt and being like, "Uh," they do so much better than the photo shoots that I take an hour to do my hair and makeup instead of lighting. And it's so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So I will say that- Is it just the girl next door vibe? Yes. Like, oh, she snuck away to send me this photo. Like, is it- that it's the more attainable aspect seems to be more popular so that's like its own genre and there's even a right and wrong way to do that there's a flattering Mm -hmm. and not flattering way to do that and like oh you might want to increase the brightness a little bit but not too much because then people will tell that it's edited and then it feels like you put in too much effort it's so much so do you want me to kind of give you the rundown on the experiment how it went yeah absolutely like tell me (laughs) as he fills the screen uh tell me like your so your overall setup was just kind of to show that it wasn't as easy as these creators were making it out to be mainly? Yes, that was the goal. So I created a totally separate Twitter account that had no connection at all to my original one. And I wasn't blonde at the time. I wore a blonde wig um, that was pretty much how my hair is right now, which is funny. and just like mm-hmm. a little lighter. And I said that I was a 19-year-old, basically like a young, dumb, cum slut. And I was like, I've never <laughs> done this <laughs> I love that. That's so great. I've never done this before, but I need money. And it's like hashtag selling news. The girl boss bimbofication. I love it. (laughs) I was like, if anybody is going to have a shot at only having to take nudes, it is Mm. a a stupid blonde teenager. Who sounds like they're down for anything basically yes exactly and like I don't know anything you can take advantage of me so I started off and I realized a few days into it like I already have a better page than most actual baby sex workers I had a username that was easy to memorize and spell it what didn't have like a random like a number for a letter that you forget about when you're going to search for the person I had a clear picture oh and just for listeners for baby sex workers that doesn't necessarily mean a young sex worker it just means someone who's new to the industry (laughs) so just so no one's freaking out yeah so a baby sex worker is just someone who's new there's baby strippers there's baby cameras there's baby only fans models it's just the means you're new to that element of the industry or that industry in general 
Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for explaining that. I had a clear picture in my Avi and there were clear instructions in my bio about how to get in touch with me. And that is mm-hmm. none of that is necessarily intuitive for someone just starting off. When I first started out, day one, I wasn't expecting any interaction. Um, but you remember what I just said about like, oh, you can take advantage of me. <laughs> I got a message from a talent agent saying that I could make $7,000 a week over what period of time? I don't know, but $7,000 a week. And I think he said he was like going to fly me to Florida or something. And I'm like, this just got dark. I didn't even comprehend that this was going to be an aspect of it. He just cold called you and was like, you seem motivated. You can make all this money. Like he just just went in. If I was actually desperate for money, I was 19, probably naive, desperate for money. Mm-hmm. That was could have very well been sex trafficking. And Yeah, it could have been horrible. It's because you also could be someone who just, you know, a lot of people, I think this is the thing again, it's been 2 years now, so I think a lot of people like forget what it was like in like some of the early days, but a lot of people were forced out of school back home, desperate to get away from their desperate. parents after all this yeah. time. And so imagine you're back home in your small town for the first time in like two or three years. You turned doing OnlyFans or adult content. And then you have someone like this in your DMs being like, oh, you want to get out? Come to Florida. We can fly you out. No problem. I will. Yeah, you'll get paid three t- like as much as you make in three months in one week. Oh, and it's, I think I had only posted like two pictures at that time. There was no mm-hmm. evidence that I like I think that was the point for this person was that I looked like I didn't know what I was doing, which I had mm-hmm. also said pretty much. And I ended up messaging them for a little bit. But then I revealed my experiment. I was like, hey, actually, I'm like, kind of kind of a big deal around here. I'm just doing an experiment. <laughs> I know um, my I'm this block is mine. <laughs> right. And so um they didn't believe me and they said that made me sound like I was law enforcement which further makes me think if that's where your mind goes I think you might be doing something illegal. Yeah. So that was like the low point of the experiment right out the gate on day 1. So it was just like day 1 here, we'll fly you out. Actually, I I am an established creator. I've been doing this for years. This is just an experiment to show how hard this can be. Actually, this makes you sound like a cop. Did he block you? Like what? I'm pretty sure he blocked me after that. So I couldn't go warn my girlies about him. I think I looked at his page and he he didn't actually seem like um, he had much of a social standing. It wasn't like he was posting with all of these girls or anything like that. No, so I I felt like he wasn't even worth uh, contact. Mm-hmm. By the end of the 30 days, I took stats. So at the end mm-hmm. of the 30 days, I posted 35 times in total, 47 okay. photos, five short clips that included 15 pictures of my boobs, 10 of my butt, 13 just straight up spread eagle close ups. Okay. 13. And 14. <laughs> and I love, 14. I think I, there's a pie graph in my head. <laughs> I love great. analytics so much. This is fantastic. Uh, and then I posted 14 in lingerie. Total, at the end of the experiment, I had 16 followers. Okay. At one point, I went from 11 back down to 10. I lost somebody along the way. Ooh. 
Uh, <laughs> what you didn't you didn't like the the butt? It was that last spread eagle photo. It was the last that spread was, eagle. He, he was like, wow. I was looking for butthole and I got full <laughs> vagina. That's not really what I wanted. He lost me there. Um, so in total, after a month, 47 photos, five short clips, I got 60 likes and 13 retweets. So obviously I went viral. <laughs> it's great that you were able to want the fact that you're able to break it down by what each photo was is fantastic. So I think that's something that a lot of people wouldn't look at. But from what I hear from a lot of like the the people who do become successful over time, they realize like, oh, okay, solo content doesn't do as good as when I'm with someone and uh, girl, girl content does better or whatever. It does, you know, like, typically. There's different yeah. niches, of course. Like my audience, I think at this point actually does prefer solo mostly. I think that it's interesting earlier, you're like, oh, I'll just post pictures of myself in swimsuits. And obviously, if I'm posting full spread eagle pictures, you would think that yeah. that would have have a better chance than if I was yeah. in swimsuits. And nope, after 30 days, I had received, um, let's see, I think 16 messages total. Only four of those, it even seemed like they were remotely interested in buying anything. And only one person, I even got to the, the level of asking for how to pay me. And after three weeks of trying, trying to send me $20 for, mm -hmm. I think, like five pictures, I just, I just blocked him because he was so annoying that even for the sake of this experiment, I could not stand it. Do they think that at a certain point, you're just going to be like, oh no, your card provider won't come through. That's okay. Here's my boobies. Like, what I do they think? I think so. Yeah. Like, let's just wear her down, even though she's a businesswoman eventually she'll cave. I swear. I don't know what the mindset is, but three times he asked if I did custom photos. I said no. Three, every time. Three times asked if I take PayPal. Every time I said no. And this is, it, it was just absolutely insane. And I was like, listen, dude, you're, I might be new at this, but you're being really disrespectful. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. There mm. actually was another person who I kind of did a little sub experiment within my experiment they had me send a clip for free, just like a, a very short clip. I wasn't, it was fine. And then they played this whole like, I did that to teach you a lesson. Don't send free content to people, you idiot bitch. And I'm like, I just wanted to see what would happen. Now I know you get called an idiot bitch by someone trying to teach you a lesson. Okay. Yeah. I did this to help you. Kiss my ass. Now I'm talking about you on a podcast. Who's the idiot now? Yeah. Kiss my ass. Oh my God. But also like what you mentioned about like the various things of like starting out and it's like, oh, I did this and then I did spread eagle and then I did boobies and all this other stuff. <laughs> I sound like a 12 year old boobies. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I'd rather say that than breasts because breasts sounds like weirdly anatomical for what we're talking about. But yeah, that's like, when they're in. Then I say boobies and then I'm like, oh, I feel like a 12 year old. <laughs> I like to say titties, like with two Ds. There you go. Titties. Yeah, it sounds like from what I, when I hear a lot of uh, the girls who do get started on OnlyFans, regardless this when they start a lot of them do start with like oh I was just gonna do bikini but then the money was good and then the requests were adding up and then suddenly now I'm doing anal on camera at least twice a week you know and it's like oh yeah <laughs> that seems like like it kind of got away from you a little bit and it's like maybe they may not regret that decision or anything like that but I think it's something that's just not discussed because I think a lot of 
girls or guys or anyone who gets involved in it just kind of think like, oh yes, this is where the line is and I know it. And they think that that's where it's always going to stay and they're never going to be tempted to go over that line or what will become the new normal. That can be that can be something that happens. Um, I feel very blessed because in my kind of circle, it's a lot of people who have kind of the privilege that we don't have. To, and this is not to say that everybody I'm about to talk about is super well off, but it's a lot of people who have at least the privilege of being able to make the content that they really want to make and can say no to certain requests or to the pressure to cross their own lines. Of course, there is just the case that sometimes you're like, you know what, I tried that, that wasn't so hard. Um, maybe I could go to this whatever you see as the next step. So for me, I don't do anything really um, kink or fetish. I did one and only one lactation video. And that was just mostly so that I know everybody's going to ask. And so I just want to have one yeah. thing where I'm like, you want it? Here's your one chance. But a lot of people will ask me, do you do this kink or this fetish? And I say no, but if I know somebody who does, I'll recommend it. That has never been like, I know that I would make a lot more money if I did girl girl. But I'm not comfortable being on camera with anybody except for my husband, unless it's like I've I've done a few where it's like I'm just taking a shower with my friend. I'm fine with that. That's that's cute uh -huh. to me. <laughs> or like I just it did a Polaroid set with my friend where we're just like it's it's artsy. There has to be people who they find themselves having crossed a line and then realizing, oh, I really wish that I haven't done that. And you're on this broad platform and it's out there forever. Yeah, of course, that would be a regret. However, let's back up a little bit. The first thing that you said was they start off with bikini pictures, and then they, they realize that it's doing well, and then they go to the next level. The odds that somebody is going to start off with bikini pictures and then make enough money that it's I feel like it would more so be they start off with bikini pictures, they realize they ain't making shit. <laughs> and that's when they're like, okay, well, I need money. What if I take the top off? Mm -hmm. And then it kind of goes from there. The reason I brought up bikini is because I remember in 2020 and even 2021 when it was it was a lot of the side hustle girlies who were like, you want to help make ends meet during a pandemic. I started selling bikini photos on OnlyFans yeah. and doing all this. I'll, and I made all this money. And so all of these people started making accounts thinking that's all they had to do. The people like that are such a scourge. That's so predatory. A lot of them would give their affiliate links and they're like, if, yes. you, if you sign up with my affiliate link. Um, but to me, that almost doesn't even make sense because for me to make money with somebody else's affiliate link, they have to make money. <laughs> so yeah. it's really just like a throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what'll stick. It's like if I get a hundred girls to sign up, then maybe one of them will make enough money that I get a little passive income, which is so not worth the moral ambiguity of misrepresenting the industry as some, oh, you're going to make a lot of money. What is the percentage for the affiliates like that? If you don't mind sharing, I, I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head. Oh, I never tried it. I never did oh, any, okay. I don't know anything about that. Um, but I can tell you this really interesting stat and don't directly quote me on this, but the okay. last time I checked, I think it was something like 50% of people on OnlyFans make like less than $100 a month. I've heard that one too. Yeah. If that, I think it might even be like 50% make like less than 50. And so obviously if you actually try or if you try because you think it's going to be so easy, 
for a month mm-hmm. and you're making less than $100 for an entire month, typically you're going to fall off and it's more so going to just be, never mind. I, that wasn't what I thought. I'm not going to do it anymore. I think that happens mm-hmm. way more often than people mm-hmm. being like, bikini didn't work. Let me take my top off. Oh, okay. I've got one because I'm sure you'll have opinions of this one. So you were doing OnlyFans, making content during the pandemic, and you had already had an established career and then you were on OnlyFans. What was your experience when celebrities and people like Bella Thorne started moving onto the platform? Oh my goodness. Especially Bella Thorne just gave us such a bad name, a bad rep. And I don't remember the name of the girl who sold that picture of herself when she or the video of herself when she was little as like a, a prank on her subscribers. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was Martino's. It was one of the That sounds familiar. Yeah. I'm so glad that OnlyFans kicked her off, but it's um it's people who have no respect for the sex work community or I guess I can't completely say that about Bella Thorne because I know that she actually has like I don't know exactly, but she she has had some minor positive influence on on sex work in the public eye. Um, I think she like directed a couple like pretty pornos or something like that. Yes. Um, We love female directed porn. I will put that out there. Yes. But the way (laughs) that she acted like she invented going and making money on OnlyFans and the way that she took advantage of her subscribers, that was the thing that made me the most upset. Mm was if you're going to market it like you're going to be posting a certain kind of content and then you're not, that's scamming. So for those uh, who aren't familiar, what Bella did allegedly, and I, because again, I wasn't on the platform when this was going on, but she got the signups, got the subscriptions, and then I think it was a million dollars in a day is what what everyone was freaking out over. But what she did was she then sent out the pay-to-view message And it was like, oh, I'm naked showering or something. And then you opened it and it was just like a selfie in a bikini or something like that. I think it might have been like she was covered up with bubbles or something. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, like it it wasn't the full nude that she had painted it to be. And so people started doing the chargebacks, which then caused OnlyFans to have to pay all this money out. So she got to claim, oh, I've made a million and then OnlyFans lost money. She lost a lot of that money because they started charging it back. It, she misrepresented the payment. And she scam. It's a scam. We can say that's a scam. I think that's, that's a, a, scam. a yeah. scammy shenanigan. Because OnlyFans lost so much money, they changed it so that the payouts now had all of these. They put a cap on how much you could charge for a pay a pay to view, and uh, I think that it did cause some shenanigans with the payment processors as well like it put us under so much scrutiny as an entire industry and even the the business side of it aside it just welcomed in so much hate from people who already were anti-sex worker. She was like a lightning rod that radiated into our entire community. I would say that it was literally triggering to go on Twitter at that time. I like couldn't look at my feed because I just would see my colleagues commenting on all of this anti-sex worker stuff. So then the anti-sex work stuff would be on my feed. And it just sucks to be reminded that I would say probably the majority of the world thinks that I'm scum for doing the work that I do. And some of them see me as even subhuman. So that situation wasn't just bad for OnlyFans. It was not just bad for our financial health. It was bad for our mental health. I think I can 
fairly say. Gosh, there was more and more people going on to the platform. And I remember there was a bunch of female celebrities after her as well who were like, oh, I'm going to do OnlyFans. And then what they started doing was posting photos, but they would edit it so it looked like they're topless. But then they, what they did, like you could zoom in and see that they had just taken like the skin corrector and just hidden the strap of the bikini they're actually wearing in the photo. And then, or it's like just Instagram photos that they put on OnlyFans and it's like, oh, it's OnlyFans content. That was the thing that I saw more often was people literally recycling their content that is free to view in other places. And Mm -hmm. when people sign up because a celebrity that they know that they want to see naked is doing this kind of thing, and then they get misled, that is putting a bad taste in their mouth for OnlyFans as a whole and for adult entertainment as a whole. And they will be less likely not only to view OnlyFans as somewhere that maybe they want to go and find a a different content creator that won't scam them, but it puts a bad taste in their mouth for paying for adult entertainment as a whole. It is so hard to get people to pay for porn. That was really, back to my experiment, that is one of the main things that I wanted to prove is it's like you guys are trying to say that I just spread my legs and money will fall from the sky. But Mm. why would somebody, I hear this all the time from the same people and they don't see the disconnect. Why would I pay for porn? Porn is free. I'm like, oh, are you think you're the only smart person who knows that porn is free and that you can go jerk off to whatever you want whenever you want well like no everybody thinks that everybody thinks that I don't get to I don't deserve to be paid for my work and my work is just something that you're entitled to there's no such thing as a free lunch everyone paid for something everyone (laughs) has to pay to make content if you go on to Pornhub tomorrow and you watch something they they paid to make that like money was spent And there's also like, that's why a lot of those companies, you see them doing more like, here's like the 30 second clip. If you want the full thing, you have to go to our website. Go to our website. Mm -hmm. That's good Mm -hmm. marketing. And I will say with Pornhub, at least they do have ad revenue similar to YouTube. So that's one website where if you want free porn, but you also want the person to get paid. I think that since uh, that huge purge of Pornhub, I think that everybody on there gets ad revenue now, but I'm not sure. But it's, it's a safer bet than any other website that I'm familiar with if you want free content. So there's your options. Um, So you just got off of maternity leave, but obviously you were pregnant for nine-ish months and you were making content during that time. Yeah, it was a challenge in more than one way. I'm very happy to be back to work. I took almost three months off and just coming back into work postpartum has been a challenge as well. There's a lot of very specific challenges around being a sex worker who is also a mom and gives birth. Mm. The initial challenge was the first trimester when I literally could not get out of bed for like more than two hours a day. That was insane. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't tell people why at first because we wanted to, you know, play it safe. Were you still making content at that time and it was just like more mellow or like? Yeah, I was making very low effort content and then. I've always been very open and honest about everything. Like my thing my whole life has been oversharing and I just figured out how to make a career out of it. And so I would tell everybody like, I'm really not feeling well. I used to do a little song every morning, the good morning song. And yes. uh, I, I could not do it for a while. And everybody thought something was really, really wrong with me. And then I finally made the announcement 
and a lot of people were really happy about it. And then some people outside of the sex work community found out about it and they were less enthused. Like your people who were following you or like, do you consider them clients or customers? How do you consider people who buy your content? Oh, just personally, I like to say client because okay. um, customer uh, doesn't sound as fancy and fan yes. sounds weird to me to, to call people my yeah. fans. Sounds free. No, you got to pay. It's a client. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I Walmart has customers, you know. I personally yeah. love Walmart. I'm proud to be a Walmart customer, but I I have fancy clients like a lawyer. <laughs> love that. But so you just had people that were just not following you that were just like, oh, this is an adult content creator who's now pregnant and they just had opinions on it? Yeah, that would <sighs> I, that was, I would say, the psychological part of being a pregnant sex worker was a lot more difficult than the physical aspect. And that's saying a lot considering there were parts of my first trimester where I literally couldn't keep down water. I struggled a lot to keep up with making content and keep up with my messages and everything with my all my physical symptoms. But logging on and seeing that some random person is like literally telling me to get an abortion because it's child abuse for a sex worker to have a child and to see that that's not even necessarily for a lot of people, that's not even a hot take. Like a lot of people, Mm -hmm. they might not say get an abortion, but they'll say, you should never have got pregnant. It's basically saying it's impossible for me to be a good mother. And somehow there's this mindset that because I am a sex worker, like my child is just going to grow up surrounded by like orgies or something. I don't really know. Um, Just the stereotypical, like I must live in, I must live surrounded by drugs and like flagrant debauchery and just exactly. all this terrible stuff yeah. yeah you know my heart goes out to anybody who does become a parent in conditions like that that make it so difficult to raise a child but for me like i'm very privileged i my husband has good income i have a good income from my job we live in a nice house i am able to learn about things I want to learn about. Like I'm, I don't know how to say it. I'm not saying it right. But if you met me separate from my job, I don't think that you would think that I was a sex worker. I've had people ask if I'm like an elementary school teacher. You do have that vibe. You do definitely have that vibe. I just, I'm like, even right now, like I'm like, she's got the braids in, she's got the glasses on. She's like, yeah, you could be, you could tell me you were going to go set up like some Montessori like finger painting thing. And I'd be like, yes, this is, this sounds like a blast. Okay. We're going to make edible finger paint, everybody. Yes. With I always think the frosting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just not what a lot of, in addition to that, I've, I've been in a monogamous relationship um, for the last five years. Um, the father of my child and I have not slept with anybody else during this entire time. And he's literally your husband. <laughs> he's you. literally my <laughs> husband whom I love to the nth yes. degree. And I'm just not what a lot of people picture. So they just hear pregnant sex worker and it's hard for them to imagine that I could be a competent mom. And that really hurt. Mm. Well, I want to say, one, you're a badass because I'm terrified of pregnancy. So the fact that you did it, good for you. I know it wasn't easy. Thank you. Good for you. (laughs) Sex work or no sex work, you're a badass. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) it. Do not recommend TBH. (laughs) 
<laughs> you don't recommend pregnancy or pregnancy and pregnancy, sex work or... pregnancy in okay. general. It's it's like not. I looked super good. I will say, um, but it was not that fun. You were you looked great pregnant. I will say. I I support. If I follow a sex worker, guys, assume I'm looking at their content that they put on Twitter. Yes, you looked great pregnant. <laughs> Thank you so much. I honestly never felt more beautiful than when I had my my big pregnant belly. Oh, um, but it good. was a big trade-off. You know, most days I would have to go pee about 20 times. Uh, and that really eats <laughs> into your day, you know? So yes. yeah, if, if you plan on not having kids, I'd say that's fine. Yeah. You're not missing much. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, you've been on maternity leave for a bit, and I know you started posting content again, at least on Twitter. Have you seen a response from your clients from pre-pregnancy, pregnant, and then now post-pregnancy? Have you seen like a shift in how they respond to your content? I think that the biggest shift has been now that I've come back. When I was just announcing my pregnancy and then throughout my pregnancy, there was obviously a boost of like people who are into pregnant women. I never really leaned into that. I have no problem with people who do, but I personally kind of just felt weird being, I didn't want to be like hubby, comes all over my pregnant belly and I rub it in, you know, like, <laughs> I just wasn't, no, I, no, I, I remember, I remember your content. You were like, oh, here's like the, the belly update. And then here's what I'm eating for breakfast, you know? And then yeah. like my boobs are here, you know, like it was your, your content stayed pretty much the same. You just happened exactly. to be pregnant during it. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I describe it too. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. exactly like that. So other than the boost in people just so happy and excited for me because they had followed. Um, I had trouble getting pregnant um, for about a year. I was really down about it. So everybody mm. was so ecstatic for me. My audience is, they are the nicest perverts you could ever come across. <laughs> They're so sweet and they genuinely care about me and my journey. After my pregnancy, I've only been back for a week. So maybe this is just a, a boost because everybody's excited to see me back. I. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But holy crap, I my numbers are off the chart right now. And I tell you what. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm happy about it. <laughs> I well, it's not it's not yet translating financially per se, but I've got like four hundred This is the first step though, you know? It is That's for something. sure. Gotta make the connection again and then I'll reintroduce uh the advertisements, uh the more explicit advertisements. Um but I really think that it's just because of my new titties. Oh, yeah? I really do. I really do. I didn't realize how flat-chested I was before. I had no idea. I thought I had something there. You were really lean. But you weren't, I was very you weren't lean. tiny, though. But you, like, your boobs were not small. Like, I, I, I have baby bees, so I'm like... <laughs> everyone's boobs looks bigger to me I remember um I have a friend who I love very much and the first thing I ever mentioned about her in my diary in middle school was um just she's better at me than everything but at least um I have bigger boobs than her (laughs) and (laughs) and then right after we graduated high school she just blossomed truly blossomed and uh then she was I remember thinking that she was, she might as well have been Dolly Parton. And then <laughs> I see her again after getting used to my new body with my mm-hmm. grown bosom. And I was like, did your boobs shrink? Like they, compared to mine, now they look small. I'm like, uh-huh. this is some weird, like, 
external dysmorphia that I'm having right now. So everybody else is noticing as well. Uh, and I, th- I really do think that just the market is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. The audience is so much broader when mm-hmm. you do have at least a C cup, which I'm not going to complain about. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to get surgery for it. You just had to have a kid, you know, nope. grow a human. Oh, so <laughs> much easier. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but there's definitely a niche market. Uh, there is mm-hmm. a, a strong, like niche markets in general, if you find the right circle, you can make out like a bandit. But this boost that I'm getting from people who are just more of the mainstream, I'm very curious to see how that does translate in the next month or the next year um, financially. I'm a, I'm a blonde with big titties. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> hey, if, you're, if, you're, if your gif would have popped up on my Tumblr feed when they still had porn, I would have been all over it. <laughs> Man, you would have hit that reblog so fast. <laughs> <laughs> when the site was still functional. Anyway, we're coming up on an hour now, so I think we should wrap this up. And I totally yeah. forgot to give you a heads up. I'm going to ask you to share That's a shenanigan. I'm going to ask you to share a shenanigan. A shenanigan. It can be literally um, anything. It can be a dumb story of something you did. We've had a lot of bird stories. Everyone seems to have a bird story. Um, we a had, bird story? Yes. We have a lot I have of a one-toothed cat that ate my birds. Oh my god! It was the best <laughs> night. It was the best night of his life. Probably the worst for the birds. <gasps> well, yeah. it's the last night of their life. <laughs> also, the worst. Not mutually exclusive. Um, but yeah, he has one tooth. He's only seven, but he had all of them removed because he he janked. I don't know what to tell you. And so then I uh, I took him to the vet just to make sure he wasn't uh, going to die on a bird bone or something. And uh-huh. the veterinarian who every time he came in, she would get everybody to come see him because she loved him so much. <laughs> and she started calling him the bird, the bird killer. And uh, she called him that every time. And the only way that I can at all live with this, this terrible tragedy that should not have happened. I'd take accountability, but the only way that I can live with it is um, it was truly the best night of his life. <laughs> and I'm that's the laughing. best bird-related shenanigan that I have. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> to Thank carry on the tradition. <laughs> He's right here. I can I can pick him up if you want. Oh my gosh. How recent was this bird massacre? Um, I think it was three three, four years ago. Three years ago. Oh my gosh. I can't pick him up because he'll be mad at me. But That's there he okay. is. Hello, bird killer. <laughs> Audio listeners can kick rocks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he's very he's a very handsome gray tabby Aww. looking aloof. Looking aloof. He's like, I ate good for one night in my life. <laughs> been kibble ever since what torture oh my gosh uh well thank you so much for coming on and talking about what you do with us i know again it's a very personal job and so i appreciate you being very open and sharing and just overall genuinely lovely and with your kindergarten teacher vibes i appreciate it i'm so happy that i could share my experience i hope that it was uh enlightening to a couple people out there and Seriously, it was really great to get to talk to you um, face-to-face. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again for coming on. Uh, Do you want to plug your uh, stuff 
here now? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So my Twitter is at caring Aaron, C-A-R-I-N-G-E-R-I-N. OnlyFans is the same thing. OnlyFans.com slash caring Aaron. And your first month is only $5. Hey. That's a bargain. And honestly, everything's going to be linked down below in the description notes or in the description box over on YouTube. Can I say one more thing about my OnlyFans? Yes, go for it. Okay, this is just something I'm kind of proud of. There's like over 50 full-length videos readily available when you first sign up. So even if you just sign up for that first month for $5, check out my videos and then you and then you peace. That's fine by me. You guys, there's like a you can binge watch <laughs> I feel bad saying that binge about content like this. You can binge watch porn, you guys. You can do that. <laughs> That's amazing. Do a little clockwork orange with the yes. eyelid openers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So it'll all be linked down below. Thank you all so much for listening or for watching. New episodes every single Wednesday. We have an Instagram that I still need to get better at posting on because I'm terrible at my job. Um, and that <laughs> is going to be all. Thank you again, Aaron, so much for coming on. And thank you all so much thank for listening. You. Be sure to... Uh, like, rate, subscribe, comment, whatever on this podcast. Thank you so much. Goodbye.